Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, and life hacks. And today, biking with a bun in the oven. That's right. (laughs) We've got Adele here in the studio. And she's going to teach us about baking and biking. No, and I'm oh. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know about the baking part? <laughs> oh, let me illuminate you. Yeah. <laughs> this is also a sex education you, class. You give no. us two weeks off and look what we come back yes. with. Oh, man. I'm I going apologize, by the way. I don't, bun in the oven is so, such an antiquated, but like... Yeah, I, but really, it, it's hard. Like being pregnant now, I've been pregnant for seven months and it's hard to like stay away from those super cliches yeah like like what do you yeah. so so it, uh well i don't know sometimes uh, like bun in the oven mm-hmm. and, and like i don't know i do like the phrase knocked up because it sounds so casual like <laughs> i got knocked up <laughs> <laughs> or like i don't know there's uh, they'll, they'll come to mind but it, it is hard to stay away from cliches so, so is it due to exhausting like the litany of cliches available to one's self or is it more just like you're not not sure what to say each and every time or yeah i mean yeah so sometimes for me i guess the word like pregnant just sounds like a really awkward word to say i don't know why it's just a weird word word. yeah with much right and you can also use it just in daily parlance like (laughs) i'm pregnant with with anticipation (laughs) but that just sounds so awkward right so just trying to find alternatives to the word pregnant i think yeah. Well, hey, Aaron, you know who um, makes me pregnant with anticipation? <laughs> That's a great transition. Wow. Who's that? <laughs> yes, the beer mongers do make me pregnant with anticipation. <laughs> we haven't mentioned them at the top of the show for a little while now, so we just wanted to put a shout out there just before I forget. Yes, thank, thank you. you so much for being our drink sponsor. And if you, too, are pregnant with anticipation of a good beer in Portland, you can visit... The Beermongers on Southeast Division and 12th. What are you having over there, Adele? Uh, I am having a delicious uh, Lionheart Raspberry Harvest Dry Kombucha. Thank you very much, Beermongers. Yes. Pregnant with possibilities. <laughs> that shop is. I love going there. There's something for the pregnant woman, something for the drunkard, something for every shade in between. <laughs> It's true. It's a place for everyone. Uh, I am. I'm actually deviating from the norm, and I'm. I'm grabbing something a little, a little souvenir that the Didis family brought to us here from Canada. This is the uh, the the Baron Beaver Cola, eh? And we're gonna we're gonna try this out. That sounds and looks amazing. It it smells pretty good. It's got a flag on it, which is always fun. Ooh. It's it's a spicy, it it's a spicy, spicy flavorful cola. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Who's gonna win out, the bear, or the beaver? <laughs> they look, are yeah, they I fighting or are they friends on that label? I, I can't it, tell. It, the beaver, they, I don't know. The bear looks kind of friendly, but the beaver's got. He looks like he's in a fighting stance. Like the, the beaver has kind of angry eyes. Yeah. But the bear looks mostly friendly. Yeah, like kind of a benign bear. Mm. And is that a grizzly bear or a black bear? I should know because I was like 
What's... Religiously studying bears. Uh, what, like, well, because you need to know the difference if you okay. run into one on the trail. I'm going to roll there. with... One's more grizzled I don't than know. the other. Uh, it's hard th- to tell. Okay, I think it's a grizzly bear because it has like the hump on the shoulder. So grizzly bears have the hump oh, on the shoulder, okay. and then they have little round ears, and then they have... You can't tell from this, but... Well, maybe, but they have like a shorter snout profile. Mm. So I'd have to compare oh, it to a black bear. That's a bit of a longer snout. Then. Yeah, that's why the that throws me off. Otherwise, uh, I would yeah. say this is definitely a grizzly bear. You can uh, you can also tell because um, grizzly bear or, or, or black bear scat, you just have berries in, in the scat. But mm-hmm. for grizzly bear, there's little bells in the scat. And that's how you tell the difference. <laughs> From the hikers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, took me a second. I, like, what? I was reading uh, some like bear Shitty encounter. Alaskan jokes <laughs> forthcoming. <laughs> I was reading some bear safety encounter pamphlets when okay. we were up in Canada. We were in Banff and Jasper and there's like grizzly bears all it's like crawling with grizzlies. We managed not to see one, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're like like in the pamphlet, they're like, don't even bother wearing bells. Like they they they're not gonna <laughs> help. <laughs> Um, really? Yeah, it's I like guess, if, if a grizzly attacks you, it's just it's gonna attack yeah, you. Yeah, I, I think maybe it's for the reason maybe they're not loud enough to like really give that grizzly warning. So they mm. say like talk loudly, clap a, oh, your hands yeah. a lot, yep. kind of like in the Parent Trap when the ladies like <laughs> smacking the sticks together from mm-hmm. that, right? You know, like that's kind of what you're supposed to do. But a lot of people were still wearing bells. Yeah, up there. I yeah. I know someone who would sing when they were walking in the yep. woods. So you just have to be like constant sound. Brock and I freaked out at one point because we were going along this trail and we found the carcass like a large um skeleton i have a, i think it's a deer and there was mm-hmm. a bunch of fur in the trail and that means like something's Wait, eaten retell, pretty recently retell that, but just say skeleton so there is a skeleton like <laughs> in the middle of the trail <laughs> and i was like brock we have to make some noise so he starts singing like eve six as loud as he can oh, nice, and i was nice. like come all right you got to know all the lyrics to these songs which he's been working on of it course. so we just kept that going for the next hour uh, all the way back to the car so it worked. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. here. We're yeah. here. My skeleton is here too. <laughs> so, and just to fill our listeners in, we we have taken a two week break here. What what were you and Brock up to? And then also, uh, we'll follow up with what Aaron was up to. Oh, I wasn't doing anything. If you weren't in a different state for the last week or so, <laughs> I'll make my okay. trip sound really boring. Well, I was only in a different state. They were in a different country. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they kind of went up to you there. Yeah, we went up to the Great White North. Yeah. That's a Great White North reference. Oh, okay. Well, we were yeah, Which yeah, yeah. I obviously failed to capture <laughs> the land of the land of toques and maple syrup, yeah, and smokes and back bacon. And anyways, so uh, we drove up to Canada uh, for two weeks. There's a motorcycle. There's a motor there. going on. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Let's give it a sec. Okay, there's this awesome law in Canada. Well, it's not a law, but it's strongly encouraged to not idle your car. So whenever mm. we go into the national park or like into the campgrounds to check in, there'd always be a sign that was like, uh, "Don't, don't like turn off your car." Like, don't be a idling cars. Something, something. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was so beautiful. Um, I think there's only one instance of that. Well, maybe there's a couple instances. They have them on the bridges here in Portland. Oh, don't the, idle on yep, the bridge. Yep, for the Hawthorne Bridge in uh, particular is the one I'm thinking of. Okay. But so, so how do how do we score national parks in the U.S. versus national parks in Canada? By the way, it's not a well, competition, but I, I just phrased say, it like it is. America, <laughs> you got to step up your game. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Canadian national parks, um, just like we we stayed at uh three four of their campgrounds, mm-hmm. just so clean. 
The bathrooms were the cleanest campground bathrooms I've ever been to. Just were they totally pristine? Were they also like pit toilets? Like so, some of them were. Uh-huh. So the first couple of nights we stayed at a more primitive walk-in site uh-huh. um, down this like super deep canyon. You had to drive like twelve miles into this thing, and then there's this huge waterfall. Um, and then there was a more rustic campground, but. So some were pit toilets, some were flush toilets, some were fancy ones we stayed at by Banff and Jasper. Um, but each one also had a cooking shelter. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's to help you escape from the bears because <laughs> you can cook your food in the shelter oh, right. and you're not cooking it at your site. So like the bears won't be attracted to where facility. you sleep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think because it rained, it was, it was pretty cold there. It was like in the maybe 50s and 60s during the day mm-hmm. and maybe down to freezing some nights. Nice. So the cooking shelters all had like wood stoves so you could stay warm at night. Um, so that like totally saved us the first few nights when it was like kind of cold and rainy and super windy. Mm. So yeah, national parks just, well, the, I, you, I feel like, so I've spent a lot of time in Colorado now. I love the Rockies. And then these were just like Colorado Rockies, like on crack, like they were huge, just like towering in every direction. So scenery was like, it was an 11. Mm. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, in other words, we should just transpose the Rockies from Canada and move them down into the States and we'd we be need fine. Them. We should bring them down here. <laughs> <laughs> what, was your, uh, what was your favorite part? What was the highlight of the trip? Um, it was like, let's see, probably getting out and hiking every day okay. was, was a highlight and that's sort of a broad highlight. But um, I wasn't sure how like active I would feel, uh, but uh, we found like a different day hike to do every day. Um, and some of them went up these like super crazy passes and like down these avalanche fields and over snow. Mm. So that was a few of them, not every day, mm-hmm. but, uh, it was exciting. I got my, I got my thrills, got my kicks. Nice. Yeah. Would it be accurate to say Brock's favorite part of the entire trip was the mountainous pile of wood free for uh, campfire burning? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so, yes. so Brock he kept Santos, going he back was, to that. He was yeah. like, I gotta go get more no, wood. Like, so, so, and I was like, cool, I'll read my book by the fire. We're off the show for two weeks and the only text we get from Brock during this entire yeah. time is, hey, check out this pile of firewood I found. <laughs> this is the biggest pile of firewood I've ever seen. This had put my granddad to shame. Yeah. <laughs> like we couldn't It wait. was an excellent pile of firewood it, to clear. It was, it was yeah, that the was biggest in pile of firewood I've ever it was, seen. It was a photo. Rocky Mountain range of firewood. It was insane. <laughs> it was like the happening of the campground. And Brock couldn't wait to get back to camp. Like those two nights we stayed there. He was like, no, we have to go get firewood. And he was surrounded by all these like small children running too. Oh. And they would they were like racing to get pieces. And like it, it was, you could fill your car. So we really got our money's worth. Because you have to pay. So here's another Canadian thing is you have to pay eight Canadian dollars, which is like five or six American dollars for a fire permit. But that also gives you all the wood you need for that night. Oh, okay. So, so it's not like the $5 a bundle deal. U.S. Nope. shenanigans. Nope. So it's actually like, at first I was like, why do we have to buy this stupid permit? But then it's unlimited wood. So mm. it's it's a super great steal. Nice. Yeah. And they have a lot of trees up there too. <laughs> <laughs> the ones not if Brock has anything to do yeah. with it. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, uh, well, Yes. <laughs> Had a segue. Failed. Gonna gonna move on. <laughs> so Aaron, what what were you up to in these last two weeks here? Well, I wasn't I wasn't uh getting firewood from a giant pile of firewood. In fact, I wasn't anywhere near any open flames. 
Wow, that's so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> the pyro in you was just shut down. Yeah. Oh. No, I was way too civilized over the past couple of weeks. I was in Montana, which is a rugged place, but I was in the great city of Missoula, mm. um, which is cool. I, you know, I have family there and I really like it. I will take this time right now to publicly apologize to Russ and Laura of the path less peddled. Did you for not, not say hi? Not only did I not say hi, oh, I didn't no. even let it, I'm sorry, I didn't even let you guys know that I was in town because I knew it was going to be so busy. Oh, You know, I was only there for like five days. That's pretty uh, fair, but, actually. Yeah, and it was all like tied up with family stuff. I and, feel as though if anyone will understand, Russ and Laura will sure, understand. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure like all the guilt I feel is internal. <laughs> Here, but, let me just like tweet them right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but next time, definitely I'm going to let you guys know and I will like set time aside and hopefully it'll be like during a coffee outside mm. uh time that that they guys the those guys were running mm-hmm. yeah um anyways i was there with family stuff um you know uh, i think i mentioned it before and in fact i even maybe played this on air um it was my middle niece's quinceanera and i i do believe she called one time while we were recording to yeah. uh, ask me that was fun. To be in the court. And so, anyhow, yes, uh, was doing that. And it's kind of like, you know, the Sweet 16 or, or the coming out, you know, for for girls. Um, but as far as, like, planning and setup and all that, it's like a wedding hmm. in that, like, the closer you are to the person who we're celebrating, the more work you're going to do. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> did you did you get looped Fluffer into the train. frenzy? Oh, most definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, my brother has this giant truck. Um, I don't know what kind it is. It's big. It's red. And it's got a it's lot a, of space. It's a truck. It's a truck. It's a Montana truck, which... You know, it's which is basically it's, like it's our It's small civic. for Montana, for <laughs> Montana sizes. Uh, but anyhow, uh, because I have a CDL, they kept giving me the truck to drive. Oh, nice. Wait, but this truck in particular, it didn't require a CDL yeah, necessarily. No, no, okay. not at all. Like it's not that <laughs> it's big a of a truck. Minimum but they're for like, Montana okay. pickup like, yeah, trucks. You, you drive a bus here. Take the truck. <laughs> yeah, you're like, take, wait. take your youngest niece down to these bike trails with these bikes uh-huh. and go biking with her, yeah. which is awesome. It's cool. But I just, I also didn't want to drive this giant vehicle all over mm. the place. <laughs> wait, but okay, so. Is there a part of you that loves to drive giant vehicles? No, not no, at all. No, that's not why you signed up to be a school bus driver. No, no, okay. no, no, no not at all. <laughs> so you, you like you hate every like, day. Of you your weren't job. like sitting there like thinking to yourself, "Well, I would love to maneuver large vehicles through public through roadways, tiny spaces." You don't like see yeah. large vehicles on your vacation. You're like, oh, "If only I could drive that." No, but buses like has, buses... has it got a Hemi? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know if it does or not. Maybe it does. I, it's it's a truck. It's red. It's, yeah, it's that's got pretty much my relationship it. with vehicles, it, too. I think that's an appropriate a amount of, of specificity for your uh, inclination towards driving trucks. Yeah. <laughs> and and to be clear, I love, I have like this kind of, not nearly as much as Brock does, but this kind of love affair for buses mm. now that I've been a bus driver. And mm-hmm. I think it's because you, you hold such a unique niche in the... Uh, in in the vehicle infrastructure mm. world, yeah, you know that uh, any bus you see, it's almost like seeing like a, a long lost cousin or something, or, okay. or someone 
There's know, a connection, a deep, yeah, yeah, a yeah, deep connection. A, there's this like unspoken connection, like, like kind of oh, check it out. It's a bluebird, whatever. So and it's, it's kind of like when you're on a bike tour and you see somebody else oh, most riding definitely. a bike in yeah. the other direction. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh yeah, check that bike out. Yeah, you also, know that hello. guy's cool. Because oh, Mine. speaking of which. Because it's Missoula and the Adventure Cycling Association headquarters are right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saw tons. Well, that's true. I didn't take advantage of that, though. Saw you have to show up on of, a bike. Bike tourers, though. Oh, yeah, because that's yeah. kind of like the crossroads for a couple of routes. And, yeah. Or, or a couple, maybe not a crossroads, but a few routes. Like the Trans Am, I believe, goes through there. And the, and the Lewis Northern and Clark. Tier. Oh, yeah. I think the Lewis and Clark route goes through there, too. Yeah. And the Northern Tier. I believe the Northern Tier. Uh, someone will correct there's me. There's a I'm couple. Sure. There's definitely a few routes. Yep. Well, it makes sense because they're based out of there. So they're like, what else can we map through? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> You're um, like, well, I was up towards Canada, but I came down to Missoula, Montana. It, it's funny because I kept seeing them and pointing them out and like, mm-hmm. like, oh, check it out. That person's loaded. Oh, that yeah. that one's going ultralight. And, you know, just, just, you know, pointing them out like to anybody that would listen to me. And yeah. they were like, how do you see all these? Like, I, di- I didn't know all these people came through town. And I'm hmm. like, the Adventure Cycling Association yeah. is right here. Was yeah. it like that in joke where like you are a party of one and nobody else understands? <laughs> kind of. You're like, please appreciate what I'm I, appreciating. I think they, I think they appreciate okay. that I'm appreciating it, okay, even okay. though they can't necessarily relate. You know, I loved when there was a, a lot of bike tours going through Banff and Jasper mm, on the nice. Icefields Parkway, oh, yeah. and yeah, we loved like breaking down their like entire setup. I'd be like, that guy is traveling with way too much shit on his bike. Where <laughs> is he going to? Like the north pole mm-hmm. and uh so we were like trying to like guess like how long these people are going where's their route and uh-huh. it's just it's fun like once you start yeah. knowing what goes into bike touring and i don't know watching and judging <laughs> <laughs> i did bring a brompton with me Ooh. And, oh, sweet. yeah yeah clever cycles was very kind and and letting me take one you know across state lines they're basically and, like yeah. a, a theoretical and, unofficial semi-sponsor yeah from time to time yeah. i mean they sponsor my apartment in that they pay, <laughs> they've paid my my partner's wages but uh i mean yeah. if you're gonna but travel I mean, yeah but anyway. they, they've been really good to us um in other ways too not just like you know in the contractual way um mm-hmm. but anyways i took this i took this brompton with me and um Got to bike around the town and ran into two uh, Missoula bike ambassadors. Hmm. And I, they're part of the parks department or they're under the parks department there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I Instagrammed them, but there's like no one to tag. Uh, and unfortunately, I can't remember their names. But it was really cool. We got to talk about infrastructure. And okay. my niece was really bored for about an hour. But Nice. <laughs> an hour? Yeah. <laughs> You just, did you hey. just stand and talk to them for an hour? I mean, it what? was a while. You're, 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 you're not going to meet a bike Maria's ambassador. Maria's never going you. biking with you again. <laughs> I feel, I feel well, like she, infrastructure uh... for an hour is actually pretty respectable. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she she got me back later that day, Maybe not for like day, a 12-year-old. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> she got me back later that day in that um, she's got this like mountain bike with front suspension on it. And... Um, She's leading me through these trails, and uh, there was, like, this gravel road. And I'm like, hey, do you want to go down there? And, you know, she just takes off. Was she kicking your ass? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course, because I'm on these, like, you know, one-inch, one-and-a-half Bla- inch. Blame it on the bike, Aaron. <laughs> blame it on the bike. <laughs> well, and she's in better shape than me because <laughs> altitude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> elevation. She's been training at elevation for years. You know, I got three days. <laughs> Uh, it was a good time, though. Nice. Um, 
good time with family and really I don't know. I I don't have much more to say. Oh, I will tell you this though. Afterwards, and I I might say more about this later. Afterwards, uh my brother had a layover in Portland after mm. I'd already been back. Oh, so I got to pick him up and by bike mm-hmm. and we brought you know, another I brought another bike with me and we rode around town. It was really cool to kind of just ride around town with him after that. Had he been to Portland before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a few times. And every time, like, you know, we usually rent a bike, but this was just like a 10-hour layover. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I experimented with taking a bike to the airport. Yeah, I've always wanted to bike away from the airport or bike to the airport. I have Mm -hmm. biked from the airport before. Mm -hmm. Like, I uh, had bribed a, a housemate to bring my bike to the airport and lock it. And so then I brought Whoa. a key with me, you know, on my trip and came home, unlocked the bike and, and rode Good to home. go. Um, nice. But uh, I've never biked to the airport. Um, and that was, or, and I've never taken a bike to the airport too. And that was a really cool experience. Huh. Uh, the hardest part mm-hmm. was once you're like <clears throat> on airport property, it's really hard to manage like getting off the path and getting to where you need to be. Um, I think for PDX. Yeah, yeah. I think they could do a little better to improve either their signage or the infrastructure. So did you get shuttled down just the main four lane entrance to, uh, I guess I, so, so we ended speaking, up, we ended up personally, Archers, <laughs> okay. which is, you know, the level above. Yeah. I've never and biked into PDX before. I, I, I suggest everyone tries it at least once, if okay. not more. There's some okay. bike trail that would take you a oh, certain yeah, the, distance of the way there. The 205 multi-use path goes really close to it. And yeah, then yeah. there's a few like uh, marked uh, bike trails, like painted bike trails like on the side of the road. And um, once you get really close to the airport, like this is maybe a little too much inside baseball, like around Cascade Station. Hey, um, this is going to matter to somebody <laughs> in the future. <laughs> Someone's sure. taking notes right now. Right. Yep. Um, then there's like some off-road uh, bike paths. The trick is like once you're right there on airport property, <clears throat> you follow the bike path and then it dumps you. You're in four into, lanes of traffic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are all jockeying arrivals, for. Which is, kind, kind which of is like the parents. level above where you need to be. Hey. Uh, you know, all the bike, all the... Uh, bike staples like where you lock up and everything even if you're departing yeah you know is down at arrivals right mm. right right which is yeah. the level below oh, okay. and so we ended up it almost makes more sense to take the max in because the bike repair like teardown stand right is at literally at the max, max station yeah. yeah so you could yeah. ride to cascade station and then just hop on the max for, the, <laughs> for if like you have a few minutes to wait stops. for it yeah yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that's one way of doing it I, I suppose uh, you would still need Maybe to pay a little 250 for that. But, but. Hey, that uh, quarter mile. Sure. That quarter mile. <laughs> Who's, I checking? Guess Who's checking? Who's yeah. checking? It's honor system. That, that, so I, um, I'm thinking back to when I rode out of the bank or, or didn't actually ride out of the Bangalore airport and how uh, taking a taxi was actually just a really good decision for the, for the situation because classic me is like oh i'll go and i'll put my bike together and it'll be one in the morning so there won't be anybody and i'll ride out and then of course you forget that um it's a very well populated country and so mm-hmm. like 1 30 in the morning it's probably 
more people on site for the Bangalore airport than PDX sees at its busiest. Really? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I waited for 45 minutes to get a cab in a line with, you know, 200, 300 other people. Wow. Um, and I mean, in it's, doing it's so, a pretty densely populated. Oh, yeah, yeah, like you yeah said, totally. Yeah. You're, you're talking mm-hmm. millions and millions of people. But I think that I appreciated the cab ride because once we got out on the roadway, I realized like, yep, definitely the right decision to not <laughs> like, put your bike together, start biking at night towards an unknown In like, like a totally new country, you yeah. know, different Classic. kind of rules of the road. Oh yeah, like yeah. gung-ho me being like, well, I'll figure it out. And I'm sure I could have, but I'm also very glad I took that. And on no sleep too. Uh, just, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You're still here. Well, I'll, I'll give PDX a try next oh, trip. yeah, yeah. In fact, if, if you want like you know someone to ride with to the airport let me know i'm up for riding to the airport let's do it i will go on record airport ambassador yep self-designated that's how it gets started though yep just like um like in la where they have the uh safe routes to work kind of program that's that's not its official name but like community members who are like hey if you're too scared to do this we have a group that will come and meet you and like take you to your location that's Mm -hmm. i will say there was one moment where Oh, so we were up on a ride, or we were up on departures, and you know this is that next level up, and we had no choice but to just keep riding through. Mm. Um, and so then once it meets the rest of like the traffic, you're already past the airport, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, what do we do? Uh, and there was, um, like a a police station or like you know where all the all the cop cars are, and I'm like, well. We could just kind of roll through this spot right there, and that gets us right at arrivals, you know, right at the corner that we need. And uh, Eric Iverson was with me. He's like, I guess we could try it. Hmm. You know, he was hoping, like, we could roll our bikes in, and, like, there'd be an elevator right there, and we could just take the Mm -hmm. elevator down. But with a bike trailer, I don't know how we would have done it, actually. Um, So we went through, and, like, I was really nervous. I'm... I tend to be nervous around police officers in general. Um, and the fact that like I'm going the wrong way and then into like what I would say is essentially like their turf, the squadron, so to speak. Yeah. 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 But like, not only did like no one say anything, it seemed like I got the notion like that. This is just the way you do it. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. Cool. So they were understanding. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good. Like no one said anything. And, and, and like the two people that looked at us, like didn't give us like, second thought at all cool hmm. pro tip nice well i'll take i'll take you up on that we should we should do a bike ride to the airport yes soon. yes it's kind of nice i i think that ride to me signifies the claymation or, or claiming of space where similar deal where like when, when you i said did claymation i thought of something totally exactly different. and i realized that that word is not <laughs> appropriate me. uh for what i'm trying to describe but just like when when you have something that's so like vehicle dominated that it almost when you're thinking of it from a bike or biking perspective um it just like it filters out there's a lot of roads like that i feel like in portland and uh one good example of this would be like 11th and 12th in southeast where you've got oh, yeah. two lanes there's people rolling 30 uh but when i pick up beer from the beer mongers on southeast division and 12th I, I i take 12 and i ride back up because it's literally like point to point like i'm not going to go out of my way two blocks to four blocks right. just to have um like a slightly less heart uh and 
like palpitation and inducing experience. Um, so I've kind of claimed 12th as my own on, right on. on Saturdays. You. They've got two lanes. Yeah. And like, that just makes me think of the around. airport track too. Like maybe if enough people rode it often well, enough. And I will say this. Maybe that's just, when, just lunacy. But when we realized like we had to go through departures because um, we were like, you know, just lane committed. Um, no one, again, like no one seemed to bother. It was also like not at really peak hours either. Mm -hmm. But as soon yeah. as we took that, you know, they have the one lane reserved just for through traffic. Mm -hmm. As soon as we took that lane, like no one cared. You and could. Portland's a pretty relaxed airport. I'm imagining yeah. yeah. trying to do yeah. this in Boston. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. You would get, oh, you could do it. You can do whatever you want. But <laughs> <laughs> you, you just have to have a really tough skin. Yeah. <laughs> which oh, totally. You don't have to have in Portland usually. <laughs> yeah. So, Adele. Yes, hello. <laughs> we brought you here to talk about airports. But we also Whoa, brought you here. Bait and switch. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk about airports all day. <laughs> we also we also um originally brought you here to talk You have about, a you have a very unique medical condition. You do. Yeah, that we would like to talk about. Medical condition. Huh? <laughs> no thanks. I appreciate you guys ask, asking yeah. me in. I think it's cool like sitting down with two dudes and talking about pregnancy and biking. Fuck yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for being so curious. Um yeah, so where where should I begin? That's a good question. <laughs> no, wait, we're supposed to ask the question. Oh no. Where should we begin? It, it can be a two it can be Turn a two way street. Around. It can be a two way street. I, I would say let's let's like just get all the like really dumb questions out of cool. the way and yeah. you know, like Yeah. And I would have say you have you been able to bike as much? Okay. For and and, yeah. and just for context too, let's um if you if you'd mind filling our listeners in sort of on where we're at within that stage and and yeah. sort of um you know not I guess I was going to say how did we get there? We all know that. <laughs> the to that I, question. I, I'm happy to confirm that Brock is the father. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just let us, let us know where you're at. Yeah. And, um, and, and we and can go from there. Totally. And you know, pregnancy as I've found this is my first. I should say just for listeners. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm an avid cyclist, uh, live car free. So, um, biking, giving up biking for me while being pregnant wasn't really an option. No one's asked me to well, give up biking either. That, you're just a very active person. Like, yeah. I'm a little psychotic. Like I, <laughs> like, let's just Your say words. like I, Aaron has like toured with me. He knows I I'm kind of intense and <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting shift for me to have to taper back because I certainly have had to taper back being pregnant. Um, so as a, uh, in regards to like how far along I am, I'm in my third trimester. So I'm in like my seventh month, I think 32 weeks out of 40. I always wonder why pre pregnant women always measured in weeks. And hmm. now I understand because like things change a lot week to week. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. I was like, why yeah. can't you just tell me the month? Like how far <laughs> along on you? I don't care how many mm -hmm. weeks you are. Then I have to divide it by four and like, okay, <laughs> approximately nine months of gestation. So, um, so I'm kind of, I'm nearing the end of the road. Um, I'm due early September and each stage of pregnancy, um, I've sort of used, uh, a, biking has met me in a different way. Hmm. Um, so I've had to alter things as I've gone along and it's been a learning process. Um, and, uh, so let's see, like to start off. Yeah. I, I love to bike. Like, I think I derive a lot of like a sense of who I am from, uh, like how far I can bike. And every summer it's always like a new challenge for me. Like, 
can I bike 100 miles? Can I bike 110? Can I bike 120? Can I oh do this route? That's like so, 80 more than I usually try to bike. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's a big you know, part. The, the Swift it's a big Summit's part of me. coming up, you know, in August. Like, oh, yeah. I think I've. 100 brought, miles, 200 I, I miles. I told Rocky he can't go because we have a birthing class oh. that day. <laughs> Nice. It was like the only weekend free, and I was like, "You don't need to do this with Summit, do you?" Because so, I need to help your help with like my uh, breathing patterns. J- just a very temporary aside. Mm-hmm. As this is your first, think of how many chances you have to be the first A, B, or X or Y of X events as a pregnant person. Oh, I have like, thought you, of this. Are you hitting those metrics? Oh. Well, I have certainly <laughs> dreamed of them and then faced reality and realized I am not that woman like running a marathon while being pregnant, which I someone did. She was like, my friend ran a marathon when she was pregnant. I was like, well, screw that. Like, yeah, there's there's always this. <laughs> I ran a marathon like exactly a year ago and I was like, I am not running one right now. Uh, but um, yeah, I did come up with that, Guthrie, like come against that like, oh, like, should I be the first pregnant woman to bike the Dallas Mountain 60 mm-hmm. when that happened in March? That's- that's some bragging rights yeah, right there. Yeah, I did not, um, but I really, really wanted to. And so I, I have had to sort of think about, like, what am I doing for bragging rights? What am I doing for myself? What do <laughs> I need to do to, to stay healthy mentally and physically? And, you know, what, what's more, like, for the bragging rights? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the it's story, all for bragging rights. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to do some research because um, I really wanted to keep riding gravel roads um, yeah. when I was pregnant because I love riding gravel. Um, I don't have a mountain bike and this would change things because um, I, I went online, did some research. There's not a whole lot out there about biking and pregnancy. It's kind of sad. Really? Um, yeah, there's a really big dearth of information. Whoa. So uh, I honestly yeah, felt like in 2018 it. that shouldn't be a thing. You can but find... But that displays my own ignorance. I found sort of the um, the occasional like blog post uh-huh. uh, from um, the woman from... The cycling too. She wait. She's a. She's Canadian. She lives in the Netherlands. Well, it it was like the original world travelers who did a podcast like eight years ago. Like Ali cycling about. No, they they biked around the world. Okay, and uh, the traveling too. Anyway, oh yeah, 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 yeah the traveling yeah. too. It's the traveling. Team, um, yeah. so I'm drawing a Literally. blank on her name, but okay. she she had a really nice informative blog post about how she um went bike camping um like when she was eight months pregnant. So I was like, cool, you can go bike camping. Can you ride gravel? So then I found a few blogs of women who continue to mountain bike during their pregnancy, mm. which was super cool. Wow. Um, they were already really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> so the rule of pregnancy is like you just don't start doing a physical activity right. that you haven't been. You're it's not like, like I've this never is run a perfect a time to run life, a marathon. But now that you're right. <laughs> I should be in the prime of my health, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not an experienced mountain biker. I'm not going to mountain bike. Um and uh, so, yeah, but there was like absolutely nothing about riding gravel when you're pregnant. Like yeah. no one's written anything about it. So, um, well, because gravel too is relatively new to yeah, the scene. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not this established okay. biking tradition yeah. yet. Um, so like I did have my eyes on the Dallas Mountain 60 because I did it in November mm-hmm. and um, had so much fun. Just did it, you know, just Brock and I. And um, I was like, I could totally do that. Um, anyway, so I ended up talking... Um, with Ellie Talheimer on the yep. phone, who's mm. been on this podcast a few times, because mm-hmm. uh, she has two kids now, and she's sort of like, in my mind, like the the queen of gravel grinding, and <laughs> road touring knowledge. Oh, yeah. Um. So she's a great wealth of knowledge. So um, 
chatted with her and I was like, before I talked to her, I was like, okay, like she probably kept riding gravel when she was pregnant. And if she did, I'm definitely going to ride the Dells Mountain 60. So I get on the phone with her and she's like, yeah, I just, I just gave it a break. Like wanted to be on the safe side. Didn't want to, didn't need to prove anything. Mm -hmm. And she was like, just, it's time to just chill out a little bit. And that was good advice. So I, I did, um, I chose not to ride the Dells Mountain 60. Ironically, I ended up biking like 60 miles that day anyways. (laughs) Just, just none of it I was went on in gravel. a westerly direction. Yeah. So Brock and Eric uh, did the did the Dallas Mountain sixty, and I went and explored like the 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 part of the the bike trail that goes over to Hood River. Mm-hmm. And then I actually did find a gravel road. I was like, oh, screw it, like I'm going on it. <laughs> it was this super sweet gravel road outside of Mosier. And yeah, it wasn't nearly as steep as the Dallas Mountain sixty um, or as rough. Mm-hmm. It was just this gorgeous, gorgeous road. So I ended up doing kind of a big ride that day by myself, um, which felt good. Uh, so, so yeah, definitely not a time to like, you know, be like the first person to. Well, but it could be. So, <laughs> but so I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to turn anyone away from it. But yeah, that's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, no, so September second, tour to lab. Oh yeah, you, you got oh, some time. My God. <laughs> I could be the first like woman that's like two days before my due date. So I could be the first woman to go into labor during that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um oh, then, now there is some bragging rights. Yeah, that would be cool. So anyways, so like during during the first trimester, that's like usually when women feel the most nauseous and just mm. the most tired. Um, because that's when your body's doing like the most work to build the baby inside. And um that's I, I I definitely it was also like the dead of winter so it's January and February and I don't really feel like biking that much mm-hmm. then anyways, yeah. um, so I I continued to bike for sh- well I biked almost every day I would say in my pregnancy but biking was a really nice alternative to jogging during that okay. time because jogging would make me super dizzy mm. um, just because I was kind of loopy all the time mm-hmm. I never got nauseous so I was, I was super lucky like most wow. women yeah. do. Um, I didn't get any nausea. I was just exhausted all the time and like didn't want to smell anything weird. Mm. Um, but biking was cool because it you you don't have to commit too much to it. You can be pretty chill. Mm-hmm. So it was a great way for me to stay out and stay active. Nice. Um, but but like once darkness fell around five, like I was right. not. I had no motivation to bike. So then I just kind of sucked it up and like took the bus, which I never take the bus. Not like you that would I bike hate out it, but I don't. And then like bus back sometimes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, or just like just bus around to the movie theater, friends' houses more. Right. And, okay. Yeah. Are you one that traditionally doesn't get car sick? Because I think for me, in the winter time, the buses are actually worse than cycling. Yeah, I, I actually get, get like... really car sick. Okay. Uh, yeah. I've, again, I don't like get super nauseous, mm-hmm. but I just get a headache, which is why I don't usually enjoy taking buses. Gotcha. Because of the motion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I just sit at the front of the bus and like, yep. don't read a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I can handle it pretty good. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, and Brock and I would still get out and sometimes just me out on some like 40 or f- like 40 mile rides on the weekends when I was pretty tired. But if I found this like certain window of time in the day like between noon and five it was perfect so i'd like that get out like then time to shine put in 40 yeah. 50 miles and then like collapse uh <laughs> at home like th- we got home from one ride like that was 50 miles and i i like just collapsed on the bed and i didn't move for two hours <laughs> like, I, it was insane i never felt that tired before but um but it felt cool to still like 
be active in that mm-hmm. way. So in in yeah. terms of the progression of things, what did you expect that hasn't happened? And what did you not expect that has? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I'll break it down. So what has not happened that I thought would happen? Well, you mentioned the uh, morning sickness or the nausea. Yeah, yeah. I expected to be more sick. Uh, I, I expected to be like just larger. <laughs> like mm-hmm. usually women by the time they're in their like along their seventh month, they're like bigger. And because this is like my first pregnancy and like, I don't know, I have good posture, I guess. Like I suck. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. I have like, really good posture. So I kind of yeah. like keep Dude, the little. You should be proud of that. <laughs> I keep Cyrus like in there. So he's like tucked away. And so it's made it a lot easier for me to still ride because Wait, like. Did we just the make the name get... public? Oh, is that not. Oh, Is I don't that know. Public? I don't no, know. it's cool. Yeah, we can refer. We, yeah, he's got <laughs> okay. a name. No, yeah, it's totally I meant cool. Fred. Yeah. Or Jason. <laughs> no, we didn't do. I didn't know, I didn't once know we if found it was going to be withheld. Or, no, or once we found out the gender, we were like, it's Cyrus all the way. Right. Okay. Yeah. okay. So little Cyrus. Yeah, he's getting started. I mean, I, by knew, I knew it was Cyrus. Yeah. But I didn't know if it was. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> let's put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have been a reveal, I guess. But no, it's cool. It's cool. You've been warned. Yes, you've he's been coming. informed. Sorry, I, I totally derailed you. I feel bad now. I'm like, wait, I did want to reveal that. I don't care. Um, hey, we can still edit this, right? Right? Sure. Uh, let's no, see. It. Maybe I thought, hmm, yeah, it, it, this doesn't exactly go along with. Oh, maybe this is what I didn't expect. Okay, here's what I didn't expect. I didn't expect to feel like suddenly so cautious, like the biology is kicking in Hmm. a little bit now that I'm further along where I'm like, like last month I did uh, a ride up Saltzman to Skyline down by um, the, the Arboretum, which is a pretty typical ride for me. Like I usually do it once a week and you know, that makes me nervous on good days. Right. Right. Skyline's a little, a little hairy, you know, it's tight. And uh, I didn't expect to feel this, but I was like, Oh, I'm feeling really protective right now. Like mm. the kid, he's kind of like popping out just a little bit. And um, it didn't really matter. Like the first five months, I continued to do like my West Hills loops for maybe the first five or six. But then after like things, I started to get like he started to show a little more. I was like, I'm feeling kind of protective of this guy. Again, that biology kicking in, that innate sense of like, mm. oh, I need to protect this per- this person. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't screw this up. I mean, that, that's so, pretty legit right there. Yeah, and I wasn't sure if that would kick in or if I would just keep going like on my normal way and being mm-hmm. like, well, I'm going to do what's safe for me. And then things are out of – because usually I'm like, I'm going to be as safe as I can be. And then anything else that happens, that's out of my control, mm. um, which is how I sort of – keep myself sane on on right. sketchy roads it's like well mm-hmm. i'm doing all i can and if something crazy happens then that's how the world that's, works yeah. yeah and then when i'm in you know in uh someone else is in my protection i i felt more cautious so i don't know i think that was last month and i just got the sense as i was like going super fast down thompson like this is probably the last <laughs> time i'm gonna do this until october uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. but um, at the same time, on the flip side of that, I think it's important, like when you're pregnant, to keep doing things that you might find just a little, a little bit 
scary because you don't want your life to totally shut down when you do have your kid. Like, I don't want to be that person because people have told me like, oh, when you have a kid, like all your adventures are going to stop and like Mm. have fun now. Like I hear that all the time and I've heard it a lot over the years. Like every time um, I I do something cool. people whose children have grown. Yeah. People are like, like, well, get it out of your system now. And I would just like to fight that a lot actually (laughs) in the future um, with, with a good dose of reality. But um, I think for me, I've got to keep, keep that. in practice of doing things it's that a, might be a, a little bit out of my comfort zone. Yeah. It's not like a, foolhardy. It, it's like a balance, right? Yeah. Like you, you, you reassess, you find out where those boundaries are, but you're still doing stuff within. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're not totally giving up something that makes you feel super alive. Um, I'm not, I, I might play it safer than I did, but I think mm-hmm. it's important as, you know, a future parent and parent to keep that essence of like who you are. Mm-hmm. So it's been interesting kind of exploring that, that line. Like, yeah. what can I give it up? And, yeah. Still feel like me, but not feel irresponsible. Okay. Yeah. When I like you mentioned earlier, um, you know, uh, sort of having that consciousness of, am I doing this just to have the bragging rights to right. do this? Like, like pregnant lady doing, you know, X, Y, Z. Yeah. Swimming thing. the English yeah. Channel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the first, right. just swim the English, the first across the continent of Australia by camel. <laughs> the first to go pregnant. to Banff, Canada. <laughs> Uh, which which you did, by the way. Uh, the first pregnant woman to hike in Banff. There were not many pregnant women. I was looking. I was like, where are they? There were a lot of babies, but like not walking. But anyways, it was it was interesting. I was like, oh, I guess women like me aren't really out hiking the Rockies <laughs> every day. Um, oh, yeah. But Aaron, like back to like proving like if you're doing like what's what's my motivation right and so when i kept doing saltsman all through like my fifth or sixth months of pregnancy and brock was like maybe you should like like so and so stop doing tours when they were five months pregnant and i'm like well okay am i am i doing this loop uh, this challenging loop in order to prove something to myself or am i doing it to like feel alive and feel sane and just feel like in my own skin and and i would measure myself by that metric right Right Mm -hmm. um well you're i think it's safe to say like you're one who kind of gets antsy with like um with just standing still yeah i go pretty stir crazy Mm. if i can't move right yeah yeah i i get to be like a very bad person to be around so (laughs) (laughs) again your words gotta get get out (laughs) gotta get out um yeah so Hmm. At this point in time, do you have anything that you wish somebody had told you earlier? Or are you feeling pretty good with the flow of things right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm feeling pretty good with the flow of things right okay. now. Yeah, I think I did. I think I had heard enough positive stories about women biking when they were pregnant um there were some women in years past who came on this bracket mm-hmm. and talked about biking while pregnant or even biking to the hospital to deliver their child oh yeah fuck <laughs> um, yeah that crazy yeah. oh my god uh I, i'd heard enough positive stories that i i had the kind of the wherewithal to be like yeah i, I can do this mm-hmm. and um seeking out like the advice of of people who'd bike throughout their pregnancy mm-hmm. um So, yeah, I think I got a lot of good information beforehand. I I was glad I knew enough to be able to uh, not feel bad when sort of the naysayers were questioning why Mm. I was still biking. Um, Because no one told me not to, but I did have some skeptics. So 
and, and like, how would you deal with that too? Because I feel like that sort of spills over to many aspects of the biking world of like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you can't and or shouldn't or insert like X reason here. And I feel like right. maybe it's a compounded effect with pregnancy and cycling. But yeah. but re- like from a scientific standpoint, there's nothing wrong with biking while you're pregnant. No. And nor should you feel like you can't just because of. Yeah. And I think for me, for dealing with the skeptics, the 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 like current people research, meaning well, the, but you right. know. And the current research is behind me now. So my my midwife, she's like, yeah, if you are if you're a cyclist, you can keep biking and till whenever just don't fall <laughs> right, right so the the rules the two rules were like don't fall and don't get super out of breath hmm. when you exercise whether that be cycling swimming yoga running walking whatever so okay. you always want to make sure that you can like maybe carry on a conversation with yourself mm-hmm. um, some women would wear heart rate monitors while they bike tour when they're pregnant um but my mid- mid- midwife just she said, "Don't worry about the heart monitor. Just check in with yourself every couple minutes and make sure you can still mm-hmm. talk to yourself." Because it's right. so, a, it's an oxygen issue, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you need to make sure you're and also not getting overheated. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think I think just the current standards of medical practice are helpful for people who are skeptical of of women who bike when they're pregnant. Um, and I don't know. I felt lucky to live in Portland too. It's not too weird to to keep sure. biking when you're pregnant, like. Yeah. It, at the same time, it would be cool to do it and be a pioneer. Like, I don't necessarily, I don't feel like a pioneer biking while pregnant in Portland um, because other people do it. I feel mm-hmm. a bit of an anomaly, but not not a pioneer. I'm not like forging right. mm. new ground necessarily in this city. Um, but beyond the skeptics, I mean, you know, we all, we all Portland's a, a, a city of people who came from elsewhere. Um, so we like, you know, we all have, right. Yeah. And so we all have friends and family from, from outside. Like, was there like sort of beyond the skepticism, was there like, Hey, you really need to stop. You know, was there like anyone pushing back? No, no. Oh, great. No, no, no one, no one pushed back too hard. Like a couple of my relatives were uh, in-laws were just like, Oh, are you still biking? Is that okay? Uh Are you sure? Are you, (laughs) you're running still? Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like my midwife said this and my sister's had four kids and she ran until basically she went into labor. So, you know, I have some precedents, um, and some stories to share. I never had anyone just be like, you, how dare you endanger your child this way? Um, and that's honestly like that. I, I had a real fear of something like that. No, I haven't encountered that yet. Um, and I don't know one blessing of being pregnant. Well, okay. My, my, my filter is down. So I, I think I would (laughs) really go crazy on someone if they started lecturing me or I just feel like I don't care and walk away. Um, I become like a bit more blunt. Just, I don't have like the emotional capacity to deal with bullshit like I used to, I guess. So, um, that's been an interesting change. It's also So you're hormones. like a superhuman, basically. Yeah, hormones, yes. Or more so yes. than she already was, yeah. All those hormones coursing through my body. You guys are really missing out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the raw emotion that I feel, the swings on a day-to-day basis, they're mm. really great. Um, mm. But yeah, it, I, I'm glad I haven't had to deal with that because I yeah. think it maybe would be something that a woman would have to encounter if, if they w- would encounter if maybe they lived in a different part of the country or well or a different a different country because mm. I was um like social norms yeah social norms yep yep um the the other so when we were going through driving back through Canada we stayed at a hotel in Abbotsford a few nights ago and the front desk clerk lady 
um, she, <laughs> she was like shocked to see me go and run on the treadmill. Um, because like I'm clearly pregnant and there were cameras in the workout room at the hotel and she could see me jogging. And so then when I went to ask her a question later that night, she was like, good for you. Like when I was pregnant, my in-laws would not even let me, like they wouldn't let me exercise the entire time. So it's just kind of crazy what just in the social, the social norms are a lot different. Sure. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there could be, good things there, there's something to say about just taking it easy too yes yeah. it's what wherever you're at <laughs> yeah there's there's certainly no one correct way to be pregnant that's for sure well said <laughs> <laughs> uh so you, you run biking versus running while pregnant is yeah one more difficult than the other um running feels more jostly and just more it just takes more Biking, you can choose your level. You can kind of coast and cruise along and enjoy the flowers, or you can speed it up or go up a hill when you bike, so you can kind of modify it. Uh, I think jogging, you're kind of in it all the way. Sure. (laughs) You know? So um, I I like jogging because it's quicker to, like, just get out, get that, like, fix of of exercise. But uh, biking, it's a lot more chill. You can just kind of chill with it if you want, which which I've appreciated. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you were to write a letter to yourself at the beginning of your pregnancy and and read that now, what advice would you give yourself? (laughs) Need a hit of kombucha. (laughs) 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 The answer to this question. That that was a good hit there, by the way. This is like half the bottom. Well, I would write to myself first on a practical level, and I did this to switch out, switch out the bike around month six. And get it altered so that I can still sit on it and make that happen before you actually need it. So there's not like your bike's not sadly sitting in the garage and you're too big to ride it. So get your bike modified. Uh, I would say, uh, hmm. yeah, everything's going to be cool. And like, just, just trust that uh, if you're, if you're doing your best to be safe and like, it's it's going to turn out okay. So if you're, you know, there's always those little anxieties. I would probably tell myself, like, don't don't worry so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this would be maybe a letter to myself, not even in regards to cycling, but like a letter to myself from the beginning of my pregnancy. Like, just chill out. Like, don't worry. It's going to be okay. Mm. Um, yeah. And, you know, you'll be surprised by uh, how long you can keep going on the bike. So have you expected to have given up already or not given up, but like, <laughs> uh, it. that's it. But I wasn't like, sure. More like having, having to stop. Yeah. Biking. Having yeah. never done this before. Yeah. I was, I really wasn't sure. sure. I was planning, I'm planning on biking up until like uh-huh. I go into labor basically. Um, right on. So yeah. Yeah. But I, I really like, again, it was a blank slate. Like I really didn't know what to, what to expect. So. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Adele. Yeah. Did you guys, did I enlighten you guys? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, yes. I feel enlightened. <laughs> yeah. I would say another thing I've loved about biking while pregnant is that I've become, like, I need a lot more time to think. Like, I just need to figure my stuff out. And I think a lot of women who are expecting, like, have this thing where they just, they, they need more introvert time. 
And the bike mm. biking is a perfect built-in way just to get that time, mm. get that thought time. Mm. Um, the hardest thing is just getting out the door and being like, okay, I can take care of that later. I'm going to go on a bike ride now for an hour or two. Mm-hmm. And um, it just opens up that space to think. And we all need time to process. Like my bike commute was a really important part of my life for years in order to process what was going on. And it's been even more vital going through this like change into a new, totally new phase of life. It's been so vital for me just to have that like open space Ah. and being on the bike provides that for me. So I just really appreciate that. It gives me that, that open space to stay, to think while like, you know, there's a change of scenery going by my body's kind of moving. Um, it, which is helping my brain just to, I can either float or let my brain float or go down a train of thought. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in other words, if you're pregnant, you should grab a bike and take a bike ride. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cruise along. Ride your bike. Yeah. If you've already been biking before. This is true. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Don't learn how to ride a bike. It's <laughs> <laughs> one thing I one thing I took away. If you've already been doing a thing, sure, but don't start doing a thing. Yeah. Fair Don't enough. learn how to Don't ride a bike use, when you're pregnant. Right. <laughs> Don't use pregnancy as your time to be. If you're run thinking a of getting pregnant, learn how to ride a bike now. And then, <laughs> and then get pregnant. There's a lot of things you should do. <laughs> Plan um, carefully. Diet has probably changed. Uh well, I can't drink alcohol. Right. <laughs> which is a crucial part of my diet. <laughs> um I'm sure you didn't mean that though. Uh let's see. Um Oh, but no, we did want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were yeah. chatting about, about that before yeah. the show started. Yeah, I have a really just a I I have a clear window into into your life, Aaron. I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how you hang out with people and have a good time all the time. Because for me, <laughs> without alcohol, if I hang out with people, this sounds really bad, but like if I hang out with people for more than two or three hours, the I'm social like, oh, lubricant. You're so boring. <laughs> I just want to go home and read a book. Yeah. Like people are like just well, the a trick little is, more boring I just when don't you can't hang drink. out with people for more than two oh, or three hours. Because <laughs> I've thought of you at parties. I'm like, how does Aaron do this? How does he socialize at parties with no alcohol? And I think of you all the time. Oh my gosh. And uh, okay, oh, so you just don't? Yeah, you're like I, the Irish goodbye. I you're just out of there. I don't know. You no, stand I in mean, a corner. Oh wait, there, there's some of that. Too. Like oh. after you've eaten your cookies, I, never, you're done. It's like, never you eat occurred to me like you go home. like that. That was a thing, really. That. Oh, Oh man, yeah, you're missing out. Not that, not that you're really missing <laughs> All right. out. But <laughs> give me a beer. <laughs> so it's a real social crutch. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. I I did get two beers for our episode. <laughs> of right. course, forgetting that this was <laughs> this was actually the episode we're taping. So thanks for two beers, beer mongers. Um, <laughs> I'm You're drinking, drinking for I, two. I'm drinking in your honor. Drinking for two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I started to like stash away beer that people would give me like as work gifts because I got oh. some like Christmas beers and wine yeah. and, you know, teacher appreciation week. I got a bunch of beer. And so I just started hiding it away <laughs> in, the, in the attic. And then Brock was like, that's going to go bad if you keep beer in just like, oh, yeah, under, in the attic hmm. for, you know, you got to keep months. it in like some so, kind of controlled environment. I was like, oh, man, OK. And like. I can buy beer when I can't drink it again. It's I don't have to be that mm. desperate. You know where I like to store my beer? At the beer mongers. At the some, beer mongers. Oh, that that too. That too. Uh, yeah. I think uh with, with diet, uh, you know, you try to be healthy. And I think mm-hmm. you could feed yourself on a good get on a good loop. If you're staying active when you're pregnant, then you're gonna want to eat healthy food that will then fuel your body and then 
um it's it's a nice little symbiosis there um so yeah i you're you're supposed to eat healthy i <sighs> having not been able to drink alcohol for a while i do indulge in like a lot more ice cream than i used to but it's not crazy <laughs> it's not crazy yeah. um but i definitely have indulged like my sweet tooth no no amount of ice cream is too crazy just want to yeah? put that on the record okay it's, it's been said I, agree. I did have <laughs> people always tell me to eat for two so it's a lie like it's a total lie i i mean what does that mean like just you double your portions that so that's what people tell a pregnant hmm. woman. They're always like, have more, have seconds, have thirds. You're eating for two. But you're really only supposed to have 200 calories more a day hmm. when you're pregnant. And Which really isn't much. That's no, like, that's like a tortilla. That's like, a <laughs> oh, yeah. that's like one bite of peanut butter, you guys. Like one bite of peanut butter. So what you're and, saying is that uh, it's an excuse to eat more. It, it can be, but it's really gotten me into trouble. Like mm. I was oh, yeah. at a lady brunch the other week and my friends were like, Adele, look at all the extra bacon we have. You're eating for <laughs> oh, two. Can you help us out? And I don't. I eat meat like once a week, once every two weeks. Like I don't cook meat at home. Mm -hmm. And so I, my body like can't handle it. Although my mouth wants to. <laughs> so I was like, sure, I'll eat more bacon. So I eat all this bacon. And then like it, it took till 11 o'clock that night. And then I was like, I think the bacon's coming back oh, up. Like the oh, wrong no. way. So that, <laughs> yeah. When people push food on me now, I'm like, no, that bacon like that was a so bad choice. It is the real life hack eating foods that you enjoy. Therefore, you will have enjoyment through your through your offspring and be able oh. to be like, oh, well, sorry. Uh, I, I know that you like black licorice. And right. I, I'm, I'm wondering how you acquired that taste. But why don't we just get some just in case? <laughs> like, life uh, right. hacks. like, I don't want to eat ice cream, but you really need some. <laughs> I actually do it like so. So I'm a preschool teacher and, uh, you know, I try not to snack around the kids too much because I try to have them just eat when they're sitting at the snack table and not oh, wander yeah. around the classroom and eat like mm. we don't do that but sometimes i will find myself just doing it because i'm kind of a habitual grazer mm. but now that i'm pregnant i'm like the baby needs these crackers and they're like oh yeah <laughs> yeah he totally does so and they'll be like what are you eating why are you eating it's not snack time i'm like well the baby needs it and they're like cool and they walk away <laughs> so i don't know what i'm gonna do when i don't have that excuse uh, anymore it's been pretty sweet uh, yeah is there are, are are in 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 closing? Are there any resources that you have come across that you found particularly useful, or is there a resource you wish existed that somebody could work uh, towards in the future? Well, um, I, I wish there was more of a resource that that existed in the future. And um, Ellie Tallheimer actually told me that she had kind of come up with a book proposal for um as a resource for women who want to cycle in pregnancy but it wasn't picked up oh, um, really? which was really sad because wow, it was like yeah. deemed to be a, a woman's issue and <laughs> like not of general interest which is crazy because like kind of fucked up most a, a lot of the world is women and a lot of them have Wait, what what percentage <laughs> <Seventy -five>. <laughs> <laughs> what? half the sky i don't know yeah um, yeah yeah, so uh, it would be cool if there there was just like a book I could like an ebook or a book I could get from the library that had like how cycling and pregnancy can be mm. awesome and like breaks down like the different kinds of cycling. That's what I want more information about. Because sure. if you do just a little bit of a like, I did find some information online about um, 
you know, little vignettes of women who've biked while they're pregnant mm-hmm. and sort of the general advice. But it was so vague. It was like, yeah, more... just don't fall down. And then it was like, this woman stopped biking when she was four months pregnant. And this one mountain biked till she was eight months pregnant. You just... But it, so like little vignettes, but nothing really comprehensive. Okay. Yeah. So it would be cool to see more of a resource out there. Yeah. Um, but I'd say the things that I did find that helped me, helped to guide me in terms of what was a good idea and what wasn't, they, they were stories that had been released in the last few years. So I think it's gaining more, um, pe- people are digging into this more and maybe there's more recognition that there's yeah. an interest in a platform yeah. for that. I hope uh, Ellie shops that book around a little bit more. Yeah. I imagine, yeah, it, maybe it was denied at this point, but maybe it's just a little bit ahead of its time. Yeah, is, yeah. In if, a few more years, it could be like widely acknowledged. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is something that a lot of women would really uh, appreciate. I mean, earnestly, Ellie, if you're listening, I would read that book. So <laughs> if you need a if you need a validation statement well, or something, and I think like it's that. really good for the like, guys to know too. Oh like, hell yeah! Oh, what, are you kidding me? Yeah, you should because then you know, say your your partner, like if, if you know you decide to have a kid, like it's good for the guy to know what what his partner can do and what not so like he can like encourage her and not kind of hold her back or put any um fears in her Mm. head Mm. um not that you would do that but like i don't know like people people take on what they've heard so like if they hear that their mom stopped exercising when she was pregnant and just Mm -hmm. gained like hundred pounds or something and didn't you know yeah then well, not, I mean, you can do that if you it's want accepted. to but yeah if that's all the information that you as a guy get because guys don't really talk about pregnancy very often <laughs> like women no. talk about babies a lot hmm. and i don't think or at least maybe, maybe because i'm friends with women who have babies but <laughs> i think it's it's way more of a woman's conversation hmm. but i think um there's there's more books for like uh for future dads coming out there's more information for them slowly kind of um having them be partners in that whole process so yeah, yeah it's good to know well, well adele yeah thank you so much for yeah. coming yeah thanks for absolutely. having me guys absolutely yeah and in the meantime maybe this episode can serve as that resource do you no. know what i love aaron no i, mean, I alcohol I, no no oh. well a little bit <laughs> But what I also love is our. I love, I love, I love, I love, I love. Don't don't ever use that. Don't worry, Tim. We shall continue doing so. Yes. Uh, first up, I want to make a little announcement. Uh, bicycle race. I think we've talked about it uh, uh, some time ago, but it is out and it's available from Microcosm Publishing and wherever you get your books. Uh, Adonia Lugo, uh, who used to be a Portland resident, um, now living, I want to say, in L.A. I hope that's correct. Um, Yeah, it's a, quote, unforgettable picture of L.A. and the United States from the perspective of two wheels. I am in the middle of it. I highly suggest it. I'm going to, like, emphasize, highly suggest reading this book. Do we have an Aaron's Book Endorsement Sounder? Um, I will come up with something. Aaron's Book Endorsement Sounder. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da. Yeah. Um, I'd love to read yes. it after you're done. Highly suggest this book. Um, yes. Okay. Next calendar. Second Thursday of every month, the Joyful Writers Club in Minneapolis. 
And the second Friday of every month, the Boston Bike Party. Also the second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party. And also, also the second Friday of every month, the East Bay Bike Party. The last Friday of every month, the Baltimore Bike Party. And every second Sunday of every month here in Portland, the Corvidai Bike Club Which Ride. Which was yesterday, and guess, guess what? I actually made it this time. Hell yeah. Yes, it was a good time. We uh, ended up down by the docks and had a good swim. Mm. Only I didn't go swimming. Oh. <laughs> well, that's okay. The I... Willamette's semi-clean this time. <laughs> I don't sure. think any water is clean enough for Aaron to go swimming <laughs> well, in. It's not an issue of the water purity, is it? <laughs> it is not. I think I more privacy. River, you look at the river and you say, it's <laughs> not you, No, me. I think I have a phobia of, really? of fresh water. Oh, what? oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So if it's murky and brown, you're like, sweet, let's do it. No. Oh, okay. Like All the way chlorinated. around. Well, no, it's got to be like like clear and salinated. Oh, okay. Interesting. But so are you saying you, you're like, you're a swimming pool fan, but not a river fan? I mean, I'll do the swimming fan? pool or the ocean. I'll mm. definitely do the ocean. Oh, but oh, there no, we go. the last okay. time I was at the river and like I was ready to go, I like, I don't know what it was. I just, I, I couldn't do it. I that's couldn't a, bring myself to go in. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I uh, think you're living in the wrong state. For <laughs> yeah. your taste. Well, I certainly won't be swimming in the ocean <laughs> on the coast. You should here. go check out oh, Chicago. Man. I heard they have great rivers <laughs> over there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, Chicago. Next up, August 7th, National Night Out. August 19th, the Portland Century. September 2nd, the Tour de Lab. Where you can use code SPROCKET18 to receive $5 off your registration. September 8th through 9th, the Bike MS-150. And September 22nd, the Lowell Kinetic Sculpture Race in Lowell, Massachusetts. We have some upcoming Film by Bike tour dates, which I haven't updated, so check the Film by Bike website. But here's what we got right now. Albany, New York, July 22nd. Seattle, Washington, uh, and Vancouver, Washington. That date to be determined soon soon very soon he says arcata california in november of this year and bendigo australia in october of this year that was excellently read aaron thank you do you know what it's time for what can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike i like my bike it's fast i like my bike it's fast i like we're now live on stitcher yes i think we were on stitcher before and something happened to our feed but now we are live on stitcher we're back yes um and we will be posting a link to that for anybody who needs that if you are a Stitcher listener, check it out. Stitcher.com slash long URL to be posted. <laughs> slash long URL. I was like, he's not going to read the whole thing, is he? <laughs> oh, I um, don't even know how to pronounce some of those right. words or characters. Also, an announcement from Reach Now. Uh, bike racks are now all on all of their Mini Coopers here yes. in town. So Reach Now is one of the local car shares here. Uh, Reach Now and car to go are the are the big ones. Uh, get around. And Zipcar, I think, is still going, right? Zipcar is still around? To my knowledge. Yeah. I think I think I saw one just the other day, so I'm oh, going to really? go with an affirmative okay. to that question. Um, but uh, Reach Now, 
uh, has all their Mini Coopers equip- equipped with bike racks. Says all 30 of their Mini Coopers are now outfitted with Yakima front loader roof racks. So if you know what that is, you know how to operate it. You're right at home on their Mini Coopers. If the Mini Cooper is not your closest car, your bike can fit in one of their BMW 3 Series and BMW X1 vehicles as well. Just lay down the seats and get going. And if you're not a fan of BMW 3 Series, Car2Go has now announced also that 50s Benzes, Mercedes Benz that is, modules are also equipped with roof-mounted bike racks and they say get going on your next outdoor <laughs> adventure. Yes. So we're life is looking good if you're a cyclist and you enjoy car share here Yay. in Portland. Uh, also from them, beginning July 25th, members who live in or travel to Chicago will be able to use car to go. Yes, car to go is now going to be in Chicago. Okay. So I bet the Finnerans are now Ooh. kicking themselves for moving to Portland. Shh, EJ, Ellie. <laughs> Joke's on you. You really messed up there. Also, thanks for listening. <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> happy, uh, happy birthday, Ellie, Oh, yeah, by happy the way. birthday, Ellie. Yeah. That was a good ride, oh, too. Hey. I, was, yeah, I was on her birthday ride. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I, I was not able to make it, but it sounded like a good time. It, it was a pretty good time. I had, to, I had to duck out early because I had to work the next day. Ah, ah, that that darn work. From TriMet.org, starting July 1st, a fairer citation process. Very excited about this. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This ties into so much of what I've been into lately. Um, into, Instead of paying a fine, you can perform community service at the Oregon Food Bank, Rebuilding Center, Free Geek, or Humane Society within 90 days from when your citation was issued. And this is in regards to TriMet's standard ticketing procedure for um, folks who have not paid a fare and are found on max lines. And so it used to be, I think, 180 or 190 it's bucks. It's pretty stiff. Oh, God, it was terrible. Yeah. Um, just d- cycle of debt. Uh, so in that regard, instead of paying for that ticket fine, if you... Um, are wanting to, you can pay four hours for a first offense, seven hours of community service for a second offense, 12 for a third, or 15 for a fourth offense in um, sort of trade for a traditional fine. And I think this is an excellent step forward for TriMet to be taking yes. here. Yeah, absolutely. This is... Yes, congratulations. Ah, oh, this is so... Ri- cool. This is just... Wow. I've never heard of this before, I, actually. This is amazing, actually. <laughs> Being able to substitute community service for yes. fine. Well, yes. Because, yeah, um, yeah it, it's just, it. it's really nice because many of folks who are skipping fare or such just simply don't have the money in the first right. place sure. but are trying to make things work. So I think sure. that this is just such a nice step forward in regards to having more realistic um, penalties or, or, or a way to basically navigate that system so. well and i think it helps kind of with the whole like the punishment fits the crime yeah yeah you know um pain a fine is is kind of the lazy person's way out of it sure in a way yeah um and yeah. you still have that option if you don't have the time but you do have the money you know great you pay the fine yep um but if you don't have the money you can donate your time and honestly it seems like it's more fitting to do it that way. Like you're you're building up something, and you know, I mean, you, so you took some fare, you know, so to speak. Like you mm-hmm. you hopped a fare, you took a free ride, you know. Um, rather, it it seems more fitting rather than like you know just just mindlessly throw money at the problem. Like now you're mm-hmm. building something up. Yeah, um, absolutely. 
Um, if it, and this is sort of tertiary, but if anyone is interested in an excellent podcast, I'm I'm just going to plug them right here. Shameless plug. We live here is fantastic. We live here. We live here is okay. um yeah from f- near Ferguson, Missouri, covering a lot oh. of social justice issues and otherwise. I won't get too much into it. Um, but in terms of approach to this type of uh, situation, I think it's just such a great step forward by TriMet to initiate this program. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Right on. Well, we may not have community service hours to do. Wait, what are we here for? <laughs> yes, that's the reason this, this bracket my... exists. <laughs> this has been part of my like long-standing uh, um, debt. I have to repay to society. <laughs> Is this podcast putting words out into the void? <laughs> Spin some yarns. <laughs> we don't. We don't have a debt of of community service to pay back, but you know what we do have? What do we have, Aaron? We got mail. Hey, we got mail. From listener and producer Brock, we've got a board game that should be known to more than just the three or four of us in this room. (laughs) Yes. Have you played this, Adele? What are we talking about? We're talking about... I'm I'm gonna oh. butcher the pronunciation. That's all right. You'll butcher no. it. Flam the Rouge. This is actually news to me. Fla- Flam Rouge. I Flam love Rouge. when I learn more about Brock through the podcast <laughs> <laughs> and not through he, actual face to face. So he uh, Flam Rouge. He emailed it a picture of a of it to us. Uh, you know, just yeah. It looks French Canadian. He, he wants he wants everyone to know that this thing exists. It's a it's a fast. I I. By the way, copied and pasted the description from from a a game, uh, I don't know, aggregator website. You know, yeah, fair play, uh, fair play. <clears throat> yeah, it says a fast-paced tactical bicycle racing game where each player controls a team of two riders, a roulier and a sprinter. The player's goal is to be the first across the finish line with one of their riders, and. I don't know if it's a board game or a card game. It, it looks like one of those sort of like uh, ticket to ride modern, mm. you know, adult card game slash board game thing. Yeah, Sign what all the kids up. are crazy about these days. That's right. Highly cerebral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, hopefully, we can get our hands on a copy and maybe yeah. play it as cool. a as a like sort of. I red think there's flame. there, and maybe I'm missing off on the thread there. I think there's one person in PDX who owns a copy. Oh, really? So we might be able so, to get a yeah, get yeah. a hold of it there. Uh, next up, Kieran comments on episode 390, Deep Cuts. Do it. Craig Pauly wins the Steens Mazama was the name of that episode. He says, great podcast. I have followed Craig in the transom. You guys got to do a follow-up interview. Well. And I suppose we should. Yeah. It actually gave me the idea, since Craig has done the Steens Mazama, and the Steens Mazama is currently going on, mm. to maybe get some of those crew over here and have Craig, ask, as a veteran, ask them questions. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, that'd be sick. And now that I've set it on record, I can go back and commit myself to this. Let's do it. I'm going to let you read this one, the next one oh. as well. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I should. BTW. Uh, Ethan, Ethan commends Guthrie's response to getting hit by a car. 
Uh, a, a driver. A, oh, well, thank you. Well, the car actually hit you. It wasn't true. a driver. Oh, the this driver car. was was operating. Tomato, the car. There's tomato. still drivers in those cars for now. <laughs> uh, he says, Guthrie, you have an amazingly big heart, and glad you're okay. Yes, you. Yeah. I think I think many of us may not have kept our cool, and even spoken so charitably about it in in retrospect, and and you know, I'm. Of anybody who have gotten who could have gotten hit on that ride, in a way, maybe it was best that it was you. It was appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's funny. Like for small stuff, I actually get more hot under the collar. But then, like when real shit happens, I just kind of drop into this zone. You get like kind of zen-like. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely zen. But mm. if you cross that stop line in a green box, I will yell at you. <laughs> <laughs> but if you hit me, don't worry. It's cool. It'll be all right. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Ethan. I appreciate that comment. Alan asks about towing a bike on a trailer. How do you do that? What kind of trailer is that? Yes. Mm. This is in reference to some posts I did uh, while biking a bike up to the airport like yeah, I mentioned earlier. Yeah, I was earlier. curious about that. So this is yeah. it's just a regular old bob trailer, you know, with the one wheel in the back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but my good friend Sean Baird, who we should really have on the show soon. Yeah, let's do uh, that. He had taken um Delta Cycles has a has a piece that I'm imagining is supposed to be mounted to like a car trailer mm. and it's essentially a a, a quick release mount. Um, and he had taken one of those and mounted it to the front of the trailer. So what you do is you pull the front wheel off your bike, you mount the fork on that quick release, tighten it down. Mm. Um, and so you have the back wheel kind of up off the air, hopefully on the trailer. Um, and then you just essentially just secure everything else with tie downs. I use uh, old tubes because hmm. honestly for tie downs especially if you don't want anything to like have a lot of give old tubes are the best yeah and and cheap and are free from most <laughs> yeah. local bike shops yeah uh, so i i talked very highly about um going to the airport and i would totally do this again and i'm gonna go on record to say i will never tow the Pugsley on a trailer. <laughs> that was terrible. It's, it's the so beefiest high. bike you could choose to <laughs> it, haul, right? It was, but it was a question of like, you know, what would fit my brother who's uh a bit taller than I am? What would be best to tow? Um and in retrospect, maybe I should have let him ride the disc trucker and then I should have towed my mini bike and mm-hmm. I could have rode that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that also meant that he would have to be hauling the, uh, the trailer as well. Uh, um, don't trust him with your trailer. Well, it's not even that just like, it's, it's one more thing to like sure. add on to somebody who doesn't normally bike. Much. Yeah. That could add. Um, and that's part of why I ended up with the Pugsley, but it was just so big and unwieldy. Like any turn I took, like you just feel this terrible wag. Mm. Um, yeah. That can be scary sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, you're, I, I feel like a similarity is the, the surly long haul trucker with speed wobble. That's at like 30, 40 miles oh, an hour. Yeah. Like it's yeah. Get, get, get this shimmy to it. you got your it. paneers in oh, the wow. back yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, oh, uh-huh. fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. It, it, is go. that because it's the touring frame, so the geometry yeah. is a little stretched out? You've just yeah, got the back a lot going on in the back. Further back. Yep. Okay. Yep. It can really yeah. destabilize a person when riding. Yep. Um, another note on that. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So on the way out, uh, Eric had mentioned 
to me like hey you're a good like foot uh more uh, or a foot wider on your mm. right side mm. than anywhere else and it, i got really conscious of that mm-hmm. um, yeah so definitely would do it again i don't <laughs> i don't think i would ever no tow pugsley. the pugsley <laughs> maybe maybe i would use the pugsley to tow but man the disc trucker is so heavy yeah <laughs> it's yep. yeah the pugsley is like half the weight of the disc trucker <laughs> yeah and yeah. it's not just the frame it's everything else i put on the disc so trucker towing a bike on a trailer yeah. it can be done without too much difficulty depending on what bike it is like, right right yeah there's such a range i would i'm gonna go back i would tow the pugsley again maybe over shorter distances but mm-hmm. again, i'm never taking it to the airport not even like for that. your own brother <laughs> not never even for again. you dan one time that's one how, time was it hey that's how no. special dan is though. <laughs> that's right <laughs> john and golden dale share some photos of bike infrastructure from budapest yes oh, and sweet. I'll, try to, I'll try to expand these so we can all see these here what we uh, see or to describe is um if yeah. If folks are familiar with uh, wands or or sort of bullards, these are more like little mini humps of uh, concrete that would delineate a difference between a, a vehicle travel lane and a cycle travel lane. And I, I'm not, I can't quite tell from the picture, but it does look like the cycle lane is a little bit lower than the vehicle travel lane. Yeah. Maybe not. Uh, it's hard to, yeah. I mean... I, I don't know. Let us know. More info, Dan. <laughs> and crucially, is this on <laughs> or, the Buddha me, John, side? John, is excuse. this on the Buddha side or the Pesh side? That's what so I want to know. What? <laughs> That's a real thing? There are originally two different cities, and then really? they finally built a bridge over the Danube in the 1800s and connected them. Whoa. And one's like the West Hills. It's super hilly. I think what? Pesh is super hilly. And then the flat part, which is more like our Portland East side, I think that's the Buddha side. I could be All mixing right. those up. No. But I'm my, just curious where, like, because yeah. one side of the city would be a lot more difficult to put infrastructure mm. on, I, I would assume, because of all the hills. And then the other side, just it's flat. It's more broad. Through that uh, knowledge, my, my desire to cycle Budapest has instantly doubled. And the Danube. I mean, <laughs> it's this huge river. <laughs> you got to check it out. There's a song about <laughs> From- it. I can't remember the name of it. So, um, uh, John. The, the next one. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, John says, so there's a there's a comment to this. He, John says, so if I'm understanding the pink yes. sign correctly, bicyclists in Budapest are required to sport a spectacular mustache and <laughs> no other hair and wear a fancy hat and yes. a headlight. Got to yeah. have the headlight. And also you got to tip your hat to, yes. to the person that you're Wow, passing. that's so precisely, dapper. Precisely. <laughs> yes. Now I have to go back there. <laughs> okay, so that's on, on the bridge. Sweet. Oh, is it? <laughs> The chain bridge. Uh-huh. It's like their oh right, right, right. Their big photo op bridge, mm. <laughs> like the telecom, but for Portland. Yes, but for Budapest, yes. slightly more European. <laughs> I'm my mind is blown that that used to be two different cities. Yeah, yeah. I'm reeling two in the after big cities too. Mm. Yeah, that's super cool. It's mm. like when we finally annex Vancouver, Washington. Mm. It's coming for we're coming for you, Vancouver. <laughs> right. I I remember talking to Jonathan Moss, and he was saying he had such a good time there, and I'm I'm starting to see where some of that that's charm truly lies. Wait, Budapest or Vancouver, Washington? Oh, he's probably biked both, but he was speaking of Budapest. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, I thought I thought he was referring to Vancouver. Oh, yeah, Vancouver's Vancouver's fine and dandy the charms. as well. Oh yes, oh yes, yes. Also a charming little town, not so little, but charming. 
Anyway, we've done it. We've reached the end. We've reached the end. Of yet another episode. Adele, thank you so much for yeah. enlightening, enlightening us ignorant men. You guys were, <laughs> were pregnant with the skills of listening this evening. Mm. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I, as I go red again. Yeah. No, thanks I for having like, me. This was, this was a good time. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. We'll have you on You're again welcome. because we, we have not yet a youngin to bring upon the yes, show. Yes, we are pregnant gonna with change anticipation. It's going to change the game. Yep. Well, we look forward to that episode. Cool. cool. No no more fun, right? No more adventures. No more adventure. My life will be over. It's all over. The bike trailer I've already purchased will just gather dust in the basement. Oh, really don't want to end the episode on postpartum depression, but... It's a thing. It's totally a thing. Well, we'll help you, we'll help you struggle through it. Oh, and, thanks, guys. And thank you so much for joining us You're tonight. welcome. You're welcome. We're, we're excited. All right, here we go. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at StreamPDX Community Audio Studio thanks to generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text 503-847-9774. Twitter and Instagram at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herbert Bird for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to sustaining donors Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katrina Melengard. Wayne Norman, Drug Roberts, Ethan Georgie, Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lean, Richard Brzezinski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Wise, Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who's, who's a, a time, time traveler. traveler, Dave Knows, Chris Smith, Christy Kester, Caleb Jiggets, and J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar, Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, Ali will be home soon, but that doesn't apply to you because you are not. John Wasserman, Andre Johnson, oh, king of division. <laughs> that got kind of sad. Josh Wilson, Richard G, Guthrie Strauss sitting across hey! from me. Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of the Regranary. Campsite, Mackners, David, Nathan Bolton. Chris Rawson, Rory in Michigan, Michael Florney. Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman. Mr. T, Harry Hugel, EJ Finneran. Brad Hipwell, Thomas Skato, Keith Hutchison. Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam, Derek Wagner, Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore, Todd Grosbeck, Chris, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, Sean Baird, Simon, Gregory Braithwaite, <laughs> Ryan Morrow, Jimmy Diesel, Dude Luna, Matthew Ricks, <laughs> and Marshall, and all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now brush our teeth and go to bed. Sure. Um, you want to hang out for our calendar or mail? Yeah, I've um, got more kombucha. Should we take a yeah. break now? Or? Actually, no, I'm holding strong. Okay. <laughs> at, at any point, yeah. just Working my pelvic floor muscles right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She said pelvic.
<laughs> Here we go. <laughs> For some reason, the word floor like dropped into my head, <laughs> but it's completely. Your pelvic floor is a very important part of your body, all of you, and you it, should it all the, discover your base for the you rest of the body. All discover your pelvic floor, <laughs> <laughs> men and women. Oh, that that's some pretty good kombucha there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll let you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> so keep in mind, only one of us has had alcohol. The others are just on for the ride. Sugar craze is going to go away real soon. You bet. You bet. <laughs> it's a quick spike. You know, sugar as it breaks down does turn into alcohol. It's true. Ooh. Just just let y'all know. And and do can't you know, get away from it. 